Hey everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the weekly podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and explain them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts. I'm Tim. Hey, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about zero. Zero. That's right. <laughs> Why was it so groundbreaking when the ancient civilizations discovered the number zero? Zero is a really fascinating number, actually. Yep. Because I think it's pretty simple for many five-year-olds to understand zero means like nothing. Yep. But if you think about it, zero is also used as a placeholder in our, in our number system today. Okay. And it's been fundamental for the discovery of a lot of realms of mathematics. So not just a number. It's not just a number. Okay. <laughs> uh, so to put it shortly, uh, it was the first number to be used and mentioned as basically completely abstract with no physical representation. That's succinct. Um, didn't it start with counting and basic mathematics? Yeah, so if you follow the history of mathematics, uh, you know, counting led to arithmetic and to the discovery of zero as a number. Uh, and from here, everything from Greek geometry, negative numbers, complex numbers, and more were discovered and fit into mathematics. But let's rewind time a little bit. Okay. The earliest civilizations essentially started with three numbers. Okay? okay. One, two, and something called more than two. Okay. One is pretty easy to understand. You got one of something. Uh, two is pretty easy as well. There's a lot of concepts like good versus evil, uh, light versus dark, etc. And for ages, these were basically the only numbers that were used. You know, three existed as well, but only to kind of signify more than two. Okay. And you can see these things in hieroglyphs. Uh, we're drawing one tree signified a tree, and drawing three trees actually signified a forest. Right. Yeah, anything two plus. And zero as a concept was also known, but because it signified, again, nothingness or empty, but the link, the kind of mathematical link between zero and one, two, three was not quite well understood. Yeah, I think the five-year-old understands that zero is nothing or, uh -huh. or empty. Uh-huh. But to use that in a mathematical sense actually took a while. It took uh, several thousand years before it started to understand zero as a number. Oh, when, when are we talking here? We're talking about like a, like a few hundred BC here. Uh, and even in our current number system that we use today, uh, zero is more seen as a placeholder than an actual number. Mm. And only when math mathematicians started to think about stuff like negative numbers, for example, it became evident that zero as a number you know, in between one and negative one was needed. And from that point on, a lot of new math was discovered. So when did it finally become widespread then, this concept of zero? Yeah, yeah. The, the number zero came really handy in the base 10 form of counting. Okay, and the base 10 form of counting, the Hindu Arabic numeral system, actually, it reached Europe around the 11th century. Hmm. Uh, pretty recent. And uh, the numerals came to be known as Europe as the Arabic numerals. Okay. Uh, the Italian mathematician Fibonacci, uh, or Leonardo of Pisa, was actually instrumental in bringing the system into European mathematics around 1202. Wow, that sounds relatively recent. Um, how about earlier civilizations like the Romans? Yeah, Roman numerals, if you're familiar with them, they're, they, they're not that great because you can't do any operations with them. Uh, you have to literally do a lot of addition and subtraction before you even know what the number is, right? Uh, so this is where you're going to explain why a zero is not just a number, but it's also a digit or a placeholder. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to take some explaining. So the number zero has the meaning of nothing. Uh, sorry, the number zero having the meaning of nothing is important because the idea of an absence or yeah. set of nothing. Yeah. But the idea that zero can be used as a digit to increase the value of a number is fascinating. Okay. So starting with Roman numerals, a number like nine, right, written out as uh, IX, yep. are simple to write. Yep. But getting much higher becomes really cumbersome and difficult to do mathematics, right? 
Like a oh. number like 998 is written as like CMXCVIII, something like that. Yeah, uh, it's logical, but it's just it's a lot of work. Exactly, exactly. So using zero as a placeholder digit allows larger numbers to be created and written easily. And we know the amount based on the succession of zeros. So this is basically the uh, Arabic system of writing numbers. I see. So this is where we get to find out where the word algebra comes from, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there was one mathematician that used the idea of zero to really propel mathematics. Uh, his name uh, is going to be a little hard to pronounce, but the Latinization of his name was Al-Jabr, uh, which is where the word algebra... A-L-J-A-B-R? A yeah, Al-Jabr, right. uh, uh, which is where the words algebra and algorithm come from, actually. Uh, and his book, uh, titled The Compendious Book on Calculation by Completion and Balancing. Yeah, that's a text that some people say founded a kind of a whole new wave of mathematics. Totally. Um, by using, you know, very simple variables and equations, uh, this mathematician created a branch of math for inheritance cases in Baghdad in about 830 AD. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really funny, his specific use case was to divide fractions of money going to husbands, wives, brothers, and family. And like I said, it took a while before his work reached Europe, uh, largely due in part by the, the Crusades, and there was a focus on geometry and Greek math mathematics at the time. But by around 1200, trade began opening up again, and European mathematicians finally adopted the Arabic number system that we use today. So when did Fibonacci come into this? Yeah, it was also around this time that Fibonacci's uh, text uh, Liber Abaci, or the book on calculation, was dropped, uh, expanding upon the ideas of balancing equations and solving them. And from there, most of higher mathematics, like calculus, was starting to get born. I see. Now, why can't I divide by zero? Dividing by zero is such a funny concept. Uh, let's, let's, let's take some very simple uh, uh, examples then. Uh, so if I have zero candies, right, and I want to share them with seven people, yes. right, uh, how many candies does each person get? Yeah. None. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. zero. None. Uh, but if I have seven candies and I want to share them with zero people, it's kind of meaningless to ask how many candies each person gets, right? There's no people here. <laughs> There's no answer, really. It's just uh, uh, the answer is like undefined. There's no number of sweets to share with any people. Right. Well, since we're talking about zero, shouldn't we also be talking about infinity in the same breath? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, infinity isn't even a number, though. Ah, there's a key distinction. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a concept. You know, you can't add, subtract, divide, or multiply infinity because it will still be infinity. Uh, if you try to do arithmetic with it, you know, you try to do 1 divided by 0 is infinity, then that means when you rearrange it, you get infinity times 0. All this math just, all the math just kind of fails there. Right? Uh, get infinity times 0 is equal to 1, which is not true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you divide by 0, you get something you can't use, which is why we call it an error, or your calculator tries to spit out an error. Come to think about it, my kid, who's now not 5 any longer, she's 6, but mm -hmm. she used to be fascinated with infinity uh, at one time. Uh, she, she'd say like you know, infinity uh, is is, a, is there a number bigger than infinity? She'd ask uh -huh. questions like that. Uh huh. Isn't there like the the Sesame Street example? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, you tell us. It's a really elegant answer. It uh, comes right from I think a really er early episode of Sesame Street. Uh, they basically ask, "What's the biggest number you can think of?" Okay. Right, and then add one to it. Right. Then add another one. And another one. And repeat. And another one. <laughs> it never ends. What a great note to end on.
Did you learn something new? If you did, send us a tweet at ELI5ThePodcast. Send us requests for future episodes or send us a thumbs up on Twitter. As always, a big thank you to the subreddit Explain Like I'm 5. See you all next week.